BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel where you may be watching us. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that out for the latest content without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is a new sponsor. It's Miami Gaming Parties. You can find them at MiamiGamingParties.com. That makes it easy. They deliver private custom video game tournaments for gamers and their lucky guests. It is truly custom. You pick the game in the package premier of black tie vip for eight to 16 people they bring it all everything from ps5s to trophies for the winners play at home or at a venue of your choosing free on-site consultation is perfect for birthday parties bachelor parties anniversaries corporate events or even previews to play in games you don't have anything to do for three hours invite them over miamigamingparties.com again check them out on twitter as well at gaming parties or go to miami party game miami gaming parties.com and now, today's episode. Down to this gang. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power to have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can see him there producing. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We got Brady Hawk, Brady Hawk 305. We're in the radio room here at, what are they calling this place now? The Caseya Center. Kaiser Sose Arena, that's what I'm going for. If anybody's ever watched Usual Suspects, uh, I don't know if we're supposed to mention Kevin Spacey or not. We're here after the Miami Heat win their final game of the season. Nobody really cared about that. This was about Udonis Haslam today. That's what we're going to celebrate. And I did not think that I was going to see a regular season home finale go better for a Miami Heat player than it went for Dwayne Wade. And you can argue that this one was actually as perfect or even more perfect than that. And Udonis said that after the game. So we're going to celebrate what Udonis did today. And I'm just going to, again, start here. And this is why we're celebrating Udonis Haslam. You see in the past week, especially, well, the past couple weeks when they did the four days of 40 Miami Family Festival, which I was at, which was a celebration of Udonis, up into the last couple of days and then up into today, the Miami Heat releasing a video with many of his former teammates over the past 20 years here with the Heat. I've never said this about another athlete, and I probably won't again. Of all the athletes that I've covered, I have never heard a teammate of Udonis Haslam say anything negative about Udonis Haslam. It is not because they're afraid of him. 
It's because of the enormous respect. Every athlete I've ever covered, there's been some guy who's whined about shots or special treatment that somebody else has gotten, or I've covered a lot of football and a lot of baseball and a lot of hockey, and it happens there too. There is no one, no one who commanded more respect from the colleagues that he was around on a daily basis than Udonis Haslam, and it came out today. And today was ridiculously perfect. Everything was handled perfectly, I thought, by Eric Spolstra, by the Heat, by Udonis, the decision to have him enter the game three minutes in so he could get an extra ovation, even though there was a little bit of a stat issue or something like that that went on, took a little bit of time, that was perfect. The fact that they were setting him up for threes, perfect. The fact that he got to play with Bam, the player that he's mentored more than anybody else on this roster, perfect. He got to play with so many guys there. He played against guys he was 18 to 20 years older than, players who literally he could have played against their fathers. We've seen that some in the NBA. He had 24 points today. He had more threes than Bams had the whole year. We're not going to say that too loud. He was tremendous. Like, And, and I'm just going to say this about it, and then we will get into some of the memories, not just of today, but going back. But Alex, this is what I say all the time. You have fans out there, particularly in this Twitterverse, and they clown NBA players, right? And particularly they clown someone like Udonis Haslam. What is he doing? He's taking up a roster spot. He can't play anymore. Udonis Haslam would go to your local JCC or YMCA right now and drop 100, okay? (laughs) People don't understand the level that you have to play at, that you have to be at, that your body has to be at, that your mind has to be at, especially your mind, when you know you're not going to play the last three or four years. He literally didn't play two years ago, and I thought it was a big mistake. I remember we did the same – we did a podcast in this exact same room two years ago after his three minutes and where he went nuts against Dwight Howard – You have to keep your mind at such a level to know that you are not going to get to do the payoff. You are not going to get to play in the games in front of all these people. And you're basically just getting other guys ready to play. You are sacrificing so that they can be better. And his one-on-one games with Jimmy, who was the only guy who didn't play today, so they didn't get a chance to play together. But everything that he did to stay ready, and then you see a performance like tonight, and you're like, he's still an NBA player. Like he said, he was not going against guys who were not trying. They were not like parting the red seed so that he could do what he could do. He literally was posting up guys. He was hitting pick and pops. He was hitting threes. He only had two rebounds. He noted with Bam that he tied with him in rebounds. But I mean, it just shows you again, like the level that these guys have to be at his mind, his body, his connection with this organization. I have said. Uh, repeatedly that I think he's as important as any athlete in South Florida history. He's not the best athlete. He's not Dwayne. He's not Dan Marino. He's not Jason Taylor. But in terms of his connection to this place, even though he lives at the 954, I'll always say that, Mr. 305, there's just nobody like him. There will not be another like him who grew up in this area, went to a local high school, ends up making the Heat the way he made the Heat. He wasn't even supposed to be on the Heat. He was supposed to be on the Spurs. They stole him from their summer league team. He emerges as a starter in his very first game in Philadelphia. Cool trivia note, referee that game, Scott Wall. Referee this game, Scott Wall. He ended up getting a jersey to Scott Wall after the game today. He was telling Dwayne about that in the locker room, about how he wanted to make sure he got a jersey. I just thought it was great. I just thought it was great. And Eric Spolstra, he smiled today. And we haven't seen him smile a lot today. And what we'll get into at the end of this episode is it actually is a good way for them to go into the play-in. It was a loose day. It was fun. They won. Yes, they sacrificed a couple spots in draft position. That's okay. It's just like there was a feel-good in this building that honestly there has not been a lot this season. 
yeah, honestly, like the, the vibes were like the people, like the kids say nowadays, immaculate uh, on Easter Sunday. <laughs> and really, Udonis Haslam, like that was just an incredible game. And like you said, it just takes so much to be able to stick around in the NBA for 20 years. Like think about you can go back through like the last few NBA drafts and pick apart like 30 guys who got drafted. Right. I may be exaggerating who are not in the league anymore. Like it's really hard to keep that up and to be able to, you know, become one of the all time. I mean, one of the handful of guys to uh, reach 20 seasons. It's it's amazing. I thought today, you know, went better than expected. Like I knew that UD was going to get some shots up. But it felt like a fever dream the way that they were just running plays for him. Yeah, you know, he was a face-up five. Spo called him a stretch four uh, after the end of the game. He said they've been waiting to unveil that. So it was just amazing, like, watching them um, kind of give it all to UD. And he said he felt like he was out there alone at times just because he was just kind of in his own zone when he was out there living in the moment. And it was awesome to hear him speak after the game because it, you could tell it really, like, it meant a lot to him. It wasn't. Like it was a meaningless game for the standings, but it was not meaningless whatsoever for UD. He, you could tell all the stuff that they did for him, having his family out there, having all these guys there, um, Dwayne courtside, and everything they did for him. It, it moved him. It, it seemed like, it, you know, it, it really did something for him. And he took it serious as hell. And he was giving guys work. He, they were trying to get the mismatch. They were trying to get a small guy matched up onto him. And every time he was there facing up, I, I was. I, I was just ecstatic watching him try to do that stuff. And I'm glad we got to see a full game of that. There, we're not going to get something else like that for a long time, like you said. It's just a special story. He's been around since I started watching basketball and got into the heat. And it's awesome to have been here for this. Like, it, you really could not have scripted it any better. And I shortchanged him a rebound. So if he ever hears this, which he won't, uh, I don't want to do that because he'll be angry at me. But three rebounds today. The final box. 25 minutes, 9 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3. See, he's the perfect stretch big next to Bam. 3 of 3 from the line, 3 rebounds, just 3 fouls. A little disappointed in that. Uh, one turnover, and he was a plus 1, obviously, in a game that the Heat won by 13. The Heat scored 39 points in the fourth quarter. Um UD was definitely not out there alone. Uh, Duncan Robinson, they made up for lost time with Duncan. He didn't play a lot this year. Spolster gave him 35 minutes today. Victor Oladipo played 24 minutes, and uh, we knew he was out there uh, for sure because you always know Vic is out there. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but I, I, I just – I, I want to go to Brady on this because the majority – I mean, again, you're younger than both of us. Um, it's too bad we don't have Greg on this episode. But most of – the the quality the, the the real quality of UD's career was sort of over by the time that you got really into this team right because to me there was a pivot point with him which was which was 2010 which was when he got hurt in Memphis uh, in a game that because everybody remembers every game from the Big Three era particularly that first year and Rudy Gay. Uh, made a shot over LeBron the very end of that game. I remember where I was at. I didn't cover the game. I remember the exact party I was at. I remember watching it. I remember UD getting carted off the floor. He was never the same uh, from 2010. So you're talking about at that stage, you know, that was his eighth, you know, eighth year in the NBA. He was kind of in his prime. He decided to try to play through it later that year. I was there in Boston. I remember uh, Riley tapping him on the shoulder at shoot-around, walked right by me, tapped on the shoot-around and said, today, tonight. And that's how we knew Udonis was going to play that night, and he was not ready. 
He was not ready. He couldn't hit the backboard. If you remember, he missed everything. And then the next series, he went in and he had like a maniacal. Everybody talks about Zoe's game six in Dallas. It's like the craziest 13 minutes. Udonis's short stint in Chicago that night, and I was there at the United Center, was equal to that. He gave them incredible energy that night. He was above the rim. But really, that was he was never the same. He was never the same. He had eight of nine games against Indiana twice in the 2012 playoffs, but he was never at that level. But for you watching him, like you said, he, the best of his career, you were really, really young. So how do, how do you process this? It's funny because you even process it the way they've treated him over the past few years is almost as a coach because as much as he says he doesn't want to be a coach, that's what everybody is kind of thrown at him, it felt like, uh, over the last few years. And you mentioned Bam is kind of the, the pinnacle of that. You would hear him talk about stuff after the game and talk about he, – he mentioned when – I wasn't playing in my, my first year for the first two years. He's like, I was just, it was one of the, probably the bigger parts of his whole entire career because he was sitting there at the bottom of the roster with Udonis Haslam just in his ear the entire time. And it's like, that's the impact that he has. And that's the impact that it, it's not even cliches. It's the fact that the stuff that Spo is sitting there talking about, the stuff that he provides is like happening on a daily gamely basis over time. So uh, in terms of the game tonight, before I even get to your question, it was funny because you were mentioning like it was the perfect night. The only thing he was missing was like a, a brawl or a fight of some kind. Like everything else was absolutely perfect. Well, Rudy Gobert took care of that for us. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. The Timberwolves, <laughs> they need they could use a Udonis Aslam. We'll just leave it there. But in terms of the way he was playing, I thought the fact that uh, your point about <laughs> NBA players and walking into, into games, watching him just absolutely – go into these face-ups and turn into these jumpers and, and go into these type of moves that it's like, this is literally what he does in practice. And that's what I was asking about the one-on-one -on -one stuff after the game to him because they, he mentioned doing it with Dwayne and, and kind of trying to like get him going before games. They had to stop. He was known for going with four games with Jimmy upstairs. Spo mentioned they had to stop that because it was probably tiring Jimmy out. They needed him to focus on the game because it got that intense. Like those were the Jimmy matchups. And then now I, you, last practice I went to, Bam and him were going one-on-one -on -one for over for on and on and on. And then we fast forward to now, he was talking about that now instead of kind of working with Jimmy, he's been working with all the young guys, like the Jamal Canes, the Orlando Robinsons, and they go at it. And, and he said even before earlier in the day, he walked into practice in the shoot-around uh, in the practice gym, and he saw him just shooting those same exact face-up jumpers that he was hitting in the game. So I think the body of work is probably the biggest thing, and that's why I think culture like literally comes from this guy, this human being that is on the Miami Heat for this long, came from one person. It, it, that's kind of the whole storyline is the fact that he came from down here. He is Mr. 305, even though if you give out his area code every two seconds. Yes, uh, just making sure everybody could come South to his house. South is Okay, now we're getting specific. It's a big place. <laughs> okay. They're not going to find his house. I'm going to let him do that. That's not me. But uh, <laughs> a pretty perfect night. Like That's pretty much what it is in terms of, of summing up uh, it all. And guess what? It's not his final night because ideally – there's ideally a better way to close out this story, but with the way this team has looked all season, I don't know if we're closing it out that way. Right. But in terms of if we could have a Cinderella storyline finish, there's a certain way to finish this out. And I guess we'll see. He was talking about the play-in and kind of peaking at the right time, and he's always talked about that. This team is peaking at the right time, so if they could find a way. And, hey, maybe Udonis Haslam's the, the stretch big they need heading into a Hawks little play-in. I don't know, but this was obviously a pretty big night for, I think, this this franchise, not only him. Well, I've had some conversations with him about this season and, and the frustration level he's had with this season, um, not just the on-the-court stuff, although that's been a big part of it, 
and we've talked a lot about it, but the off the court stuff too. some of the things that he's had to deal with. Uh, he's had a lot of people close to him who've passed this year. He obviously got involved in the FTX thing, which, you know, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff that he's had to deal with this year that hasn't been pleasant. And so I was just happy for him that he got this night. Um, they do get their 44th win tonight. And just again, to speak to Udonis and how much winning they've done since he's been here, he's not solely responsible, but he's played a role in it. I w- we were talking about this today. Since 2010, the Orlando Magic, their opponent today, in their same state, same rules. They play by the same rules in the NBA. They've had a ton of high picks. They've had one season since 2010 where they've finished with a better record than the Heat. One, okay? One of the last 14 uh, that they finished with a better record. That was 2018-19, and they were four games better than the Heat that year, and that's it, okay? So that that speaks to the level of consistency for this organization that we're sitting here, 44-38, and and this was a disappointing year, and there's no question about it. And you don't want this to be the high point of the season, kind of like, the Dwight Howard thing was where the last game of the year two years ago is all I can remember from the year that they lost to Milwaukee in a sweep uh, in the playoffs. That's all you really wanted to remember. You hope that that's not the case this year, but this did get everybody, everybody something to feel good about. I I thought that a few things, first thing um, I thought in the video, getting some of the guys they got, because when I saw Brian Grant, who has dealt with some medical struggles, people know that. uh, And I think back to it, because I've talked to you D about this, the role that Brian Grant and Eddie Jones played, for Udonis, when Udonis was a rookie, because I covered that 03-04 team, when Udonis and Dwayne were rookies, and what uh, what Brian and Eddie, particularly in Brian, uh, did for Udonis, and the example that he set, uh, that stuck out. I just thought having Dwayne here today again, I mean, it's, look, they got to figure that out. I'm sorry. I mean, we, we can do a whole podcast on this. I don't. Everybody always asks me if I know all the circumstances of it, what he was offered in ownership, what he wasn't offered, what his expectation level was. I'm sorry. He belongs here. Okay. I mean, Dwayne Wade is is throwing T-shirts to the crowd today. <laughs> he should be in ownership somewhere or have some role in this organization. I watched him. I got a chance to talk to him a little bit after after he went through the tunnel and after he went to the locker room to talk to Udonis. But even before that, like he's 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 there. He was with fans for 20 minutes after the game. Like. He and UD, so when UD does get an ownership stake, because I do believe that that's going to happen in some capacity, they need to sort that out. UD has said he sorted out. I'm sorry, Dwayne does not belong in Utah. He belongs here, and that's, again, let the parties involved handle that, okay? It's money. It's way above my pay grade. But jazz owner wearing a heat jersey courtside. Yeah, wearing Udonis Haslam's heat jersey courtside. He should absolutely be here today. By the way, Chris Bosh was here. Some people were wondering uh, why he wasn't in the video. I don't know why he wasn't in the video, but he was here today. No, there was no beef between CB and UD. I don't know that there was ever any beef between UD and anybody. UD, I, the, the, the big three teams I covered, he was extraordinarily close with Ray. He was extraordinarily close with Shane. He was extraordinarily close, obviously, with Dwayne. He was close with Birdman. He was close with all of them. Rio, Norris, who's going to be on with us Monday, had a very good relationship with UD. One of the things about UD, whenever I would travel uh, with the team, he was always out to dinner with somebody different. Okay, it was never always the same. Okay, there you would see certain cliques that would hang out together, but you would see UD. I remember being in the Bahamas, not excuse me, not the Bahamas, but uh, Rio, uh, Brazil. After LeBron left for Cleveland, 2014, they played against them. They stayed at different hotels, separate from each other. UD was with Dwayne. He was with Chris. He was with some of the other guys on the team. He was with guys that you never heard of, G League guys. That's the thing. Like the thing that I respect so much about UD, other than keeping himself ready and the way he's uh, the way he's connected with the community and the way he's always kept his word about things, he treated the Jamal Canes 
the same as the LeBron Jameses. Okay, that's that is what I admire the most about him. That's that's the respect that that I think he's engendered with everybody because he didn't treat anybody different. He remembered where he came from. He was the guy who got behind the whole undrafted thing and the T-shirts this year. I know Heat fans get frustrated by all the undrafted guys that the Heat bring in, but they have had success with that. And the most successful project they ever had was Udonis Haslam. Okay, all of all of them that they've ever had. And one final thing before we just transition tonight's game, we're going to do a couple of sponsors here as well. Um, I cannot imagine what Bam had to go through as, as I was listening to him today as a rookie playing behind Hassan Whiteside, but having to have Udonis Haslam in his ear all the time when, when he knew he was better than the guy that was starting today. But it's starting in front of – but they, yeah, exactly. But there it is. And also, UD was the guy who was entrusted with raising your guy, Michael Beasley. And I will never forget – I will never forget the way UD handled that when they put Beasley in the starting lineup, even though everybody knew for all of Michael's talent, which was enormous, he was not ready to be a starter ahead of Udonis Haslam, okay, at that point. And UD stepped aside. Not only did he step aside for Michael, he mentored Michael. And to me, that's a great credit to him. And you don't see that a lot in sports. Trust me, a lot of guys who come up, they have horror stories about the guys who are ahead of them. Nobody says anything bad about UD. All right, we do want to mention a couple of sponsors here. And we're going to talk briefly about the plan for this week for us and also uh, a couple of the other things that happened today, although we're not going to dwell on that much. We do want to mention the ODMPSI.com. You can go to ODMPSI.com. If you are a business, you're looking for high-level employees, go to ODMPSI.com. They will connect you. Or if you are a high-level employee or you believe you are, they work with banks, supermarkets, everything around the country. They will connect you. They will get a job for you. We met George and Josh over at our watch party at Tropical Distillers. Check them out at odmpsi.com. Again, that's odmpsi.com. We also want to mention our friend Lynette. You can find her at insurancebylynette.com. There's a phone number, 954-581-8800, 954-581-8800. It's insurance by Lynette. That's two N's and two T's. She can help you get life insurance, renter's insurance, and, of course, even if you have a bad driving record, she will get you car insurance. So reach out to her, and she's the biggest Heat fan that we know. Insurancebylynette.com. You can find her on our playback streams and on our streams here as well. And finally, we do want to mention Prize Picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Prize Picks made a big mistake today. They put Udonis Haslam at 3.5 points, which he went over in about 30 seconds. Unfortunately, I didn't pair him with the right players because Mar- Markel Fultz pl- played about 14 minutes. Look for other bargains on PrizePix. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Download it from prizepix.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, today, give me one thing from today. It could be something that meant something or didn't mean something, but just give me one thing that you watched today that had any significance other than UD. I mean, damn, that is a hard question. I, I was over here, like, as you were talking, <laughs> reminiscing on all the good moments, thinking about UD game winners, all the playoff runs. I was thinking about the fact that UD was the first player I've ever spoken to as a media member and how great he was that first time. And that was, like, five years ago at this point, how old I've gotten already. <laughs> and, no, I, it's really hard to come up with anything else, really. Like, I, I, I can't sit here and say I had a fun time, like, watching Depot and Duncan take a bunch of shots. You know, good for them. But um, the tonight, today was all about UD. Again, it was just like, when have we ever seen, like, when was the last time we've seen them run plays for UD? Like, it, it, it has to be over a decade at this point. Like, to run an actual, <laughs> run several plays. They for worked, U- though. That's the thing. And they, they worked. He's, he's not a charity case. Like, everybody treated him like a charity case. He's not a charity case. Most of the shots he hit were not open. Like, no. he was doing it, like, in, in one-on-one situations, doing it in all types of ways. Like, it was just amazing to see him giving, like, these young dudes just the absolute work, giving them buckets. And, like, I said jokingly, but really, it's facts. Like, he was a better offensive hub today than some other guys who I'm not going to name names, but were taking plenty of shots tonight. And he, like, Matt, they were generating offense through UD in the face-up. Like, I never thought I would ever say that on the Five on the Floor podcast. Today was amazing. We're not going to get another game like that. Like you said earlier in the show, they needed this injection of good vibes and just, you know, a game that doesn't matter. Brady said to me before the game started, it feels like, uh, you know, the last day of school. That's kind of what it was, right? Like it's it's been a tough year, but the finals are over, right? As far as like the final exams are over, you know, you're kind of getting ready to for summer vacation, which, you know, in this method, I mean, in this analogy is the playoffs and it, it was nice. It was a nice change of pace from all the clutch games and all the blown leads to have a meaningless game where we could just watch UD absolutely cook. All right, so, Brady, you're not going to get into a deep dive on Omer Yurtsevin's 14 points and seven rebounds or Victor Oladipo's uh, 19 points and eight assists but also six turnovers <laughs> in, 20, in 23 minutes. Um, so I'm not even going to put you up to it. I, I'll, I'll just close here, okay? I think the positive from today, other than UD, is that this team's going into the playoffs healthy, uh, or the play-in healthy. Um, everybody came out of this okay. Nobody got hurt. Bam played eight minutes. Tyler played nine minutes. Lowry played nine minutes. Kevin Love played nine minutes. Caleb Martin played ten minutes. Um, they gave the reps to Oladipo just to get him some rhythm. You never know. You never know what's going to happen down the road. Jimmy has a game where that knee flares up, and Vic's going to get an opportunity. Highsmith. Or Highsmith playing 27 minutes. I do think Highsmith is a guy who is going to get minutes in the playoffs. Um, I, I would count on him more – than Robinson or Vic, even though Robinson and Vic got more minutes, uh, excuse, you know, both got significant minutes with him today. Um, and I'll say the only other thing I'm going to take away from the past couple of games is uh, Jamal Kane in 18 minutes today had 18 points, five rebounds. He shot six of seven from the floor, but four of four from three. He's made himself noticed. Uh, like, like Eric Spolcher always says, make me notice you. 
Jamal Kane came back from, from G League. You know, maybe he didn't play as much as he thought he would this year. There's a skill set there to develop. We've talked about this. I think he's somebody of all the young guys this year. Highsmith has a specific role that he fills on this team. But Jamal Kane has an upside. And I, I, I feel like he showed enough here at the end of the season that it's worth them making some kind of investment here going forward. They haven't done the thing today where they usually do, where they do the, you know, you all of a sudden by the end of the day, they did this with Kendrick Nunn a couple of years ago, right? The three-year contract by the end of the day. But I feel like Jamal Kane is somebody that they are going to try to retain in some way. Uh, he's looked he's looked pretty good. He's, he's an interesting prospect. And again, he's an undrafted guy. So in, in, the, uh, in the spirit of Udonis Haslam. All right, just a quick programming note. We will be doing playback for every game, play-in, playoffs as we go forward. Tuesday night, we're expecting a 7 o'clock start. Monday practice, I will be there. Um, we'll have coverage of that. They, the team hardly practices, so that will actually be something to cover here. Uh, we're going to have a couple podcasts coming up. We're expecting Norris Cole, who just made a bunch of big shots, wherever it is he's playing now. Norris is going to join us in the next 24 hours. Uh, it appears we're also going to have a guest on from the Hawks. Uh, uh, from from Hawks Beat, I believe, is going to be joining us. Uh, Greg is setting that one up. And well, <laughs> Is that a real thing? I think it's a real thing. <laughs> because he be, made that joke years ago. And it actually turned out yeah. to be true. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, you know, Giancarlo is, is prescient. We know that. All right, so basically we're going to uh, we're gonna cover the, the hell out of this game on Tuesday. If they win Tuesday, they won't play again until Saturday or Sunday against Boston in Boston. If they lose on Tuesday – they would be playing Friday against the winner of the Toronto-Chicago game, and that would also be here. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about Wednesday on regardless. I just want to throw one thing in here because we're talking about takeaways from tonight. The one takeaway I want to make sure we say is I feel like we're getting to the point where we keep like us or we keep looking forward to Boston, and I, I think the I, I think the Heat need to make sure they are not looking forward. Like They always say they're on a game-to-game basis, but there was a point in the in post game where Bam mentioned something uh, about the Hawks coming in and, and you know, they're going to be hungry because they have their backs against the wall. Well, you guys have your backs against the wall. Like, this isn't one team that's coming in here, and if they win, they're in the playoffs. Like, if you guys win, you're in the playoffs as well. So I think that's where just a little bit of context in terms of what we're looking forward to, like, playoff days. Like, this is a playoff game on Tuesday. This is a really big game, and I think they need, as much as we talk about... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.